The following is a presentation of Dr. David Bank at the Center for Dermatology in Mount Kisco. Visit thecenterfordurham.com to find out how they can help you. Welcome to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey, a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from Real Country 1260 WBNR and 1420 WLNA. Hi, it's Casey. Thanks for tuning in today for your health and happiness. Did you know the man who wrote the song Amazing Grace was a British slave trader? True. And then he himself became a slave in an odd twist of fate. And when he was able to escape, he pledged a life of goodness. And we are still singing his song. That's the story of the new Broadway musical, Amazing Grace. It just opened Thursday at the Nederlander Theater. Producer Carolyn Rossi Copeland will tell us more coming up. First, an invitation to visit a historical place in Westchester County, Stepping Stones. I am a huge 12-step fan. Do you have an addiction, a compulsion, an unmanageable life? The 12 Steps can help you, be it alcoholism or overeating, gambling, or dealing with someone you love who has an issue. Get support. Find recovery free. 80 years ago this month, Dr. Bob from Akron, Ohio, and Bill W., who lived with his wife Lois in Westchester, created Alcoholics Anonymous. Today, you're invited to visit the home Stepping Stones in Bedford Hills. Sally Corbett is the executive director of the museum. And Sally, I have a hard time saying Wilson. I keep referring to him as Bill W. Right. Well, you were protecting his anonymity. I was protecting his anonymity. And and many people probably know the story of Alcoholics Anonymous, which is one of my favorite stories in the world. But many others may not realize the Westchester connection. So tell us about that. Absolutely. Well, there's a lot of New York connections and a lot of Ohio connections. Bill W. was in Brooklyn when he uh, started to get sober. He had had a bad problem with alcohol that started while he was in the military as a young man. And when he was traveling to Ohio, he was considering having a drink, but he knew if he reached out to help someone else, it might help him. And that's when he met Dr. Bob, and they co-founded AA. And he came back to New York, to Brooklyn, eventually after helping to establish AA in Ohio. And in Brooklyn, they lost their home uh, to foreclosure. There had been a ban on foreclosures, but then they lost their home. And then for two years, while AA was just in its formative stages, Bill Wilson and his wife, Lois Wilson, lived uh, at the goodness of others on couches and in spare bedrooms and things like that for two years until finally a lady named Helen Griffith from Westchester made them an offer they couldn't refuse on a house in Bedford Hills. $40 a month, uh, no money down, grand total $6,500 was what they would have to pay to own the home. And that's how they came to be in Westchester beginning in 1941. And now that home exists today as Stepping Stones? It does. They named it Stepping Stones. And they lived here from 1941 until 1971 in Bill's case. And then in the case of Lois Wilson, who co-founded Al-Anon right here on the property, she lived here until she was 97 and a half years old. She passed away Ooh. in 1988. Wow. All right. So much to talk about. Sally Corbett, the executive director of Stepping Stones, is our guest. First of all, for me, you hit the miracle on the head in your first sentence when you said, Bill W. thought he might take up another drink, but he knew if he helped someone else, he wouldn't. And isn't that right there just the secret to life in everything? It really is. It's a key thing. And it, it's one of the two main parts of what make 12-step programs 
which um, AA was the first, and Bill wrote the book, The Twelve Steps and the Twelve Traditions. Uh, it make, it's one of the two key things that make 12-step programs work for a lot of people. Right. The other is finding a power greater than themselves. And in fact, sometimes the group becomes that higher power for some people. Exactly. 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 Sometimes the group becomes that higher power. All right. Alcoholics Anonymous, 80 years old. And I can only imagine how many millions of lives it saved. Well, that, the legacy of Bill Wilson and his co-founder, Dr. Bob from Akron, is pretty amazing. And I can't personally speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. We are a separate nonprofit. But what I can tell you is about Bill's life and the impact. Today, Alcoholics Anonymous reports in their membership survey that there are over 2 million members worldwide. And the book that Bill was the primary writer of, it's nicknamed The Big Book, but it's called Alcoholics Anonymous, that book has been printed in English alone to have 34 million copies. And if you imagine, that's just English alone. It's in Braille and audio in 67 languages. That impact is huge. It's one of the best sellers of all time. Right. Now, you can't speak directly to Alcoholics Anonymous because actually no one can, right? They don't. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Alcoholics Anonymous has 12 traditions, and one of them is regarding their public relations policy, and they are about attraction rather than promotion. And another factor is that Alcoholics Anonymous is not affiliated with any outside issues, entities, causes, and that kind of autonomy that Alcoholics Anonymous has had and how it has stuck to its primary purpose, its singleness of purpose, is a lot of why people credit it as being successful, because it's been focused. It's focused. You know, this is going to sound crazy, but I can tell you, I was a fan of AA and the big book before I ever knew anyone in Alcoholics Anonymous. I just stumbled upon it and found it was a great way to live. You know, step number one, I admit I'm powerless over fill in the blank, your boss, your mother-in-law, whatever. So I always wanted to have like a 12-step group for women that doesn't have anything to do with Alcoholics Anonymous, but but uses those. You don't have to have a crisis. It's good rules for life for everybody. You're absolutely right. And so first off, a lot of the things that Bill Wilson included in the big book, he had lots of influences from clergy, from intellectuals, from philosophers, and other members of Alcoholics Anonymous uh, influenced the writing of that book but you know so you have all those influences that have a lot of tried and true true ideas in them Uh, but then um, what he put together ended up being a handbook that a lot of people can use for almost any problem and in fact other groups have spawned almost 300 different 12-step groups have utilized the 12 steps and for everything from overeaters anonymous to narcotics anonymous gamblers anonymous debtors anonymous it's it's sort of endless the list right and i can't urge people enough that if you have anyone in your family who is uh involved in alcoholism even just a little bit you know if you have big drinkers in your family or you come from a place of that get to an al-anon meeting al-anon meetings are some of the safest most wonderful places for growth on the planet so even if you didn't grow up with like crazy alcoholic parents or whatever if there's someone in your life that's struggling or has struggled in the past you will find such relief at an al-anon meeting it's it's a a wonderful bs free zone where you can just uh, open your mind and learn i can't say enough about that so even if you have a child struggling with alcoholism get to an al-anon meeting 
thing. I promise you, the first one will feel uncomfortable. The second one will feel like heaven. That's, that was my Absolutely. experience. Great advice for people. And these groups are available. There's even sometimes online meetings for certain fellowships and phone meetings. And their literature can usually be purchased online. If someone's a little bit scared about going to a meeting the first time, they might download a pamphlet and read it and learn more about it and get more comfortable. Right. And call me. Honestly, I'll go with you. Now, tell us everything about Stepping Stones. What do we need to know about all the great things you're doing there? Sure. Stepping Stones is a National Historic Landmark. We just unveiled our National Landmark Marker. It is the home of Bill Lois. It has memorabilia from the 1800s to the present, but heavy in memorabilia from the 1930s, 40s, and 50s when Alcoholics Anonymous was in its formative years. And people can come Monday through Saturday for a one o'clock tour by reservation, and they can go to our website, steppingstones.org, to learn more about how to book that tour. Steppingstones.org has all the details. You can also see Bill Wilson's writing studio where we have the desk that he sat at. It had been in Newark at the time where he wrote some of the chapters of the book Alcoholics Anonymous. And you learn the story of these two great Americans' lives. Um, And it's fun because even if you're not interested in the 12-step movement and don't know anybody that has any kind of addiction or alcoholism, which you you would be a rare person to not know anyone that does, you still could enjoy the tour because it's like a snapshot of what a house might look like in the 1980s or earlier because the materials in it are from the 1800s until 1988. Wow, wow. And tell me again, who lived there? Bill Wilson, who co-founded Alcoholics Anonymous, and Lois Wilson, who co-founded Al-Anon Family Groups, lived at Stepping Stones. And they hosted so many other visitors over the years. The funny thing about them was that they were so welcoming and so into service to others that they had people here so often. People wouldn't just come stay a weekend. They'd stay for years. So sometimes they would even have to go rent another house about 20 minutes away to just get a break from all the company. And, And you say Mrs. Wilson lived there until the 80s. She did. She died in 1988. She was 97 and a half years old. And she lived married to Bill for 17 of the years while he was uh, a drinker. Yeah. And then she actually outlived him by about 17 years. Now, how long has Stepping Stones been there as a place that we can all visit? Well, Lois and Bill welcome visitors. We actually have an annual picnic that's entering its 64th year. But as Stepping Stones Foundation, it has been run as such since Lois's death in 1988. She created Stepping Stones Foundation, a nonprofit tax-exempt organization, in 1979 because she wanted to make sure that people could come and see it after she passed away. Wow. Wow. We owe them, everyone who put together these programs, we owe them so much because they went through so much and found the way out, and the way out is service. It is, and and Lois really wanted everybody to learn the history. She saved 15,000 objects, 100,000 documents, and these six structures that are here on the property in Bedford Hills. Wow. Thank you, Lois. Thank you, Bill. Did you ever see there was an off-Broadway play? Absolutely. Wasn't that fantastic? we do sell the Bill W. and Dr. Bob play DVD on our website, steppingstones.org. But there are many plays, including one that we 
have created based on the letters that Bill and Lois wrote each other. They wrote each other throughout his time in the war in Europe and and when he was uh, debating whether he should quit drinking or not. And up until every anniversary, they wrote each other a love letter. Oh. And we based the play on that. When can we see it? Well, if people are interested in it, they can contact us and maybe we'll restage it again if there's um, some interest in volunteers and donors to put that on again. Well, I'm so glad you're there and I'm so embarrassed. I didn't know you were there. We're helping to spread the word now that people can take a tour of Bill W.'s home and hearing more and more from people that haven't been before. So that's pretty exciting. But with 60 to 80,000 12-step group members, especially AA members and Al-Anon members, gathering in Atlanta in a few weeks to celebrate the 80th anniversary at the International Convention, we're, we're experiencing right now visitors from all over the world uh, coming here while they're on the East Coast, which is pretty exciting. Oh, this it- week we have visitors from Finland. Mexico, and all over. Absolutely thrilling. Sally Corbett, Executive Director of Stepping Stones. Where exactly are you in Bedford Hills? We're right on the border of Katona and Bedford Hills in the town of Bedford. We're about a mile from the Bedford Hills train station. So people can take the train and take a cab over, or they can make a reservation and drive over. Either way, we'd love to hear from them. They can call 914-232-4822 and make a reservation, or go to steppingstones.org. 914-232-4822 or step Stones.org. I'm so happy to get this education from you. Now, tell me, what else do our listeners need to know? Well, if they plan to visit, we would love to have them. The tour lasts about an hour, hour and a half. Please don't be shy if you don't know anything about AA or 12-step recovery, but you're just really interested in historic houses. We, we welcome you to come. Please contact us if you want more information. Steppingstones.org. Can't wait to tour it. If you need a meeting... AA.org. If you need support for a loved one who's addicted, alanon.org. I'm a fan. Big fan. All right. Next, we are taking you to the opening of the next big Broadway musical, Amazing Grace the Musical. Learn the story behind the song coming up. This is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on Real Country 1260 and 1420. Find out more and listen to previous shows online at caseyradio.com. We're with Dr. David Bank from the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. Doctor, what's new with fillers? Can you explain what they are and how they work? Fillers are substances we inject into and under the skin to restore the volume that our face loses with time and sun damage. Okay, tell me more. We've had fillers available for years like collagen, Restylane, Juvederm, but we focus on filling the lines of the face, like the ones from the corner of the nose to the corner of the mouth, or the lines from the corner of the mouth towards the jaw. Now medical science has realized that these lines are caused significantly by loss of volume in the cheeks above. Now more than just filling the lines, we're adding filler to the cheeks above the lines. Does that make the face look puffy? No. If done correctly, it's subtle and looks completely natural. Patients often report that friends can't put their finger on it, but they say, you look great. We thank you, Dr. Bank. And where can we find out more information? They can go to thecenterforderm.com or call 914-241-3003 for a personal consult. 241-3003. 
Have alcohol or drug dependence made your life or the life of someone you love unmanageable? For more than 100 years, St. Christopher's Inn has been the place where men in crisis find hope. Located in Garrison, New York, St. Christopher's Inn is a residential shelter and substance abuse treatment center where no man is turned away because of race, religion, or ability to pay. If you or someone you know needs to find a way out of addiction, call us at 800-424-0027 or visit our website at stchristophersinn.org. It's time to get healthy with 100.7 WHUD. Bring your family to the first annual Health and Wellness Expo, Sunday, June 28th from noon till 5 at the Crown Plaza Suffern. Come celebrate a happier and healthier you with fitness and nutrition tips for all ages, free health screenings, seminars and demonstrations, and so much more. Admission is free and you have a chance to win great door prizes. Rejuvenate your mind and body with WHUD at the first annual Health and Wellness Expo, powered by Crystal Run Healthcare. We want you healthy. Visit WHUD.com for more information. Hi, it's Casey. Carolyn Rossi Copeland has long been a champion of the young playwright, having given many a start at the Lambs Theatre in New York. Today, this Broadway producer is celebrating the success of her latest project, Amazing Grace, the musical. It just opened at the Nederlander Theatre. Carolyn, what can we expect? It's a huge, huge Broadway musical, the likes of, you know... Les Mis, all the big Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals. And uh, it's 32 in the cast, a big orchestra. It's a period piece, beautiful. And it's an amazing story about a man that we should all know, John Newton, who wrote the song Amazing Grace. He actually was a slave trader, became enslaved in Africa while he was trading slaves and became branded and served a princess in Africa as a slave, was able to escape was on a ship back to England, which almost sank, and he prayed out to God if he would save him, he would turn his life to good. And he got back to England, and he started the abolitionist movement. And why don't any of us know anything about him? Uh, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm chills from head to toe. I don't know, but I guess... I know. I didn't know when I started on this who this person was, and the more I learned about him, I was like, he's more important than Abraham Lincoln. He's more important, you know, he's the guy. Now, now break it down for me. John Newton himself was a slave trader who became a slave? Yes, and that is not fiction. That is fact. He was a slave trader, and in Africa... He became enslaved by an African princess and had to serve her for many years. He was literally branded her slave. And when he was able to escape on a ship back to England, he was encountered a terrific storm. Uh, you know, these were the old, big, you know, masted sailing boats. And he, they encountered a huge storm on their way back from Africa to England. He tied himself to the mast. It's a true story. And he just prayed out to God that if God would save him, he would change his life and use his hands for good. <sighs> he got back to England and he started to expose the slave trade for what it was, because not only had he been a trader, he was a slave, and he started to expose the trade for what it was, and um, eventually brought it to Parliament where he saw before he died the abolition of slavery in England. And then, of course, it came across the United States. And this is a big, epic musical. The music is soaring. And, of course, at the finale, there's Amazing Grace, which is unbelievable. I could cry just thinking about being in the theater watching this. You know, we opened in Chicago at the Bank of America Theater, which had 2,200 seats. 
And we had no idea, but the first night, people leapt to their feet and insisted on singing the finale with the cast, which is Amazing Grace. So we had to write into the finale, a back, come back around to the song so, so we could finish our show and then everybody could sing together. Oh my gosh, it's just, it's really beautiful and overwhelming. And I wish John Newton was here today. I bet he could help us get rid of that Confederate flag. Yes, he could. And you know what? This is a, uh, the perfect musical for this moment in time. Amazing Grace is owned by no one but loved by everyone, and it is used as a healing bomb in communities, and I'm telling you that we saw that in the show. The show is really an agent of that kind of healing, and that it's entertaining, and I don't want anybody to think they're coming for a lesson. Right. Totally entertaining, but it is really a healing message. Beautiful. Now, the yeah. action, the action, where does it take place mostly? It takes place in England with all the grand ballrooms. It takes place on a ship based in Africa. And then our final destination is Barbados. We do the entire triangle, you know, the tri- yeah. slave triangle. And then it ends back in England. So it really is something. It, it, honestly, it, it was so beautiful in Chicago that we knew we had to get a Broadway theater. We just had to bring this to New York. Whose brilliant idea was this show? Um, It was not mine. And I actually went to a concert and heard uh, five or six or seven of the songs. And after hearing the music, I met with the playwright and we decided to craft it into this big Broadway show. The score is gorgeous. You can go on our website and hear the music. It will make you weep. It's called AmazingGraceMusical.com and you can look at the photos. You'll see how vast it is and how grand it is. And then you'll get to listen to some of the music and yeah. you'll just, it's just a beautiful show. We want lines out the door and, and I'm sure you're going to get them. So what's the playwright's name? The playwright is Christopher Smith. Okay. And where and did he our- come from? He came from uh, Pennsylvania. How old is he? He, you know, I don't know, but maybe like 40-ish. Wow. Good for him. This is his first musical. And, um, you know, when I was at the Lambs Theater, I produced a lot of firsts, a lot of great first composers' musicals, like Andrew Lippa, who went on to write many, many Broadway shows and other composers. But this is Chris's first score, and it is... It, it is goosebump musical. Yeah. People cry, weep, laugh, and they leave. And the best advertisement we have is when people leave, they tell other people, you have to come and see this.
We all have to go see this. AmazingGraceMusical.com at the Nederlander Theater. Maybe we should take a road trip and see it all together. Wouldn't that be fun? A health and happiness tour bus. Let me work on that. Meanwhile, let's hold hands and hum along. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey. The content of the Health and Happiness Show is intended for general information purposes only. The Health and Happiness Show is a presentation of Dr. David Bank at the Center for Dermatology in Mount Kisco. Visit thecenterforderm.com to find out how they can help you. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at caseyradio.com. Join Casey for another edition of the Health and Happiness Show next Sunday morning on Real Country 1260 WBNR Beacon and 1420 WLNA Peekskill.